Hey, welcome to an episode of this week's gig news. Uh, I always do that. What the hell? I turned my volume down all the way. Why is my phone still making noise? Anyway, as I was saying, welcome to an episode of this week's gig news at 11.45 a.m. on a Sunday morning. Oh, yeah. Uh, to accommodate my guest, Tanner Markley. How you doing, man? Good. How you doing? Good. I got I got new glasses. I got two new glasses, actually. I don't know which ones people like better. I got these ones with a nose piece or these black ones without the nose piece. I like they these look, ones better. Yeah, those ones are cool. They They're more comfortable. Yeah, You're not a glasses look- wearer, are you? I got glasses, but uh, no, I have twenty twenty vision. I just wear yeah. the blue blockers, so I don't screw up my eyes too bad. But I actually mm-hmm. just heard the other day that blue blockers don't actually do anything. So where'd you hear that? <laughs> some scientist sounded really smart, so I kind of believe mm-hmm. him. <laughs> uh, if it was on Joe Rogan's podcast, I'd probably believe him. Speaking yeah. of which, you're, that guy yeah. that you you love, uh, Patrick Vet David, he was on Rogan a few days. Oh ago. man. That was like the best interview ever. Those are like those two guys could save the world. They're so I, powerful. Yeah, I was listening to it um, whenever it dropped. I always listen. I don't watch because uh, I, I just listen while I'm driving around. And the reason that I did this show as an audio podcast is because I figured other gig workers, rideshare drivers, they're driving around all day. You can't really watch YouTube or TV while you're driving, but you can listen. So I was like, let's do it as an audio podcast. Yeah, that's true. People could see video there, yeah? Yeah, on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Do you play it on uh, iTunes and Spotify? Which one? This this show. Um, Yeah, it's on like every um, podcast platform you can think of. I put it on everything. Although Apple is the only one that charges you. They charge you like 20 bucks a year to put it on iTunes or whatever. But all the other ones, they put it for free. Yeah. And like the the company I use redcircle.com, like it's they host it for free too. In fact, you can actually you can sort of monetize your videos or your your podcast through them too. Nice. But, uh, I haven't uh I really got it. Once I get gigtube.com up and running, then I can like really go full court press trying to promote the podcast and the website and everything. So. Yeah. Did you get a uh, gigtube.com or which one did you go for? Uh, it's a long story. So the guy who owns GigTube.com, originally he wanted a bunch of money for it, but then he said he would just give it to me. So he did like the GoDaddy transfer, and I thought I accepted it, but then I got an email the other day from GoDaddy saying the transfer has expired and we have to start all over again. Uh, so I don't, I don't know what's going on with it. So, Damn. By the way, you're in uh, Tampa now, right? I am in Tampa. T- Temple Terrace is the technical city that I live in. Yeah, I've been there many times when I used to live in Lakeland. Uh, I would always, when I used to drive Uber, I'd always end up out in Tampa. It's not too far from Lakeland, like not even an hour, like 45 minutes or so. Yeah, it's yeah. nice out here. I'm going to check out the Everglades, uh, I think next week on our mm. days off. Really yeah, what's your uh, what's your show schedule like? So until October, it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. And you guys and, uh, rehearse during the week or? No, no rehearsals needed. <laughs> yeah, I don't even warm up to be honest. Hey, go in Pedro's there, doing here. Flips. <laughs> I'm just here for the shit talking. I said I was going to talk hella shit on him, Hannibal, and more finance, but probably just more finance to be honest. <laughs> but we could talk shit on Pedro's shitty hair that looks like it never gets washed, and uh, his yeah. iPhone two that he films on. And <laughs> that I, know, I can't believe you cut your hair. Runs. Yeah, I. Uh, had a moment the other day. I was a little hammered and uh, mm. I cut it into a mohawk. And then I like looked in the mirror. I was like, I don't like this mohawk. And I was like, just get rid of it. It's the yep. shortest it's ever been. <laughs> that's how, that, that's like the same haircut I usually have, except you have a full head of hair and I don't. So I was concerned that I was losing some hair, but it was just kind of, I've just mm. never had it short before. This is the shortest I've ever had in my hair. Mm. Uh, Sarah, yes, I am still performing at Bush Gardens. Yep. On the weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What the Friday, there. Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, come check it out. It's a really good show. Our act is really, really good too. Oh yeah, what I was going to ask is, have you been doing DoorDash or any other? You only do DoorDash as your only gig, right? Yeah, I just do it on the way. Usually on the way back from the gym, I get an order. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I have not been lately though. I've been so busy. We have like, there's a bunch of stuff we're doing with investors for the footwear company. So I've been mm-hmm. pretty tied up with that stuff. So I haven't even been really posting lately. Pedro, yes, you can have your award of only <laughs> person who posts every single day. Yeah. Um. Yeah, well, I was going to say this whole week I was doing an experiment. I was only doing Instacart Monday through Friday, like nine to five, eight to six, more or less, something like that. Yeah. And I actually did really well. I was surprised. Although, like, I was going... I was sitting there like at times and I noticed like it'd be like around lunch between like 1130 and 1230 more or less. Like not like a single order would come in or if it did, it was like really far away or just totally not worth it. But then like I noticed like Instacart, they started doing add ons again, like where you're shopping or you're about to start shopping. It'll say, hey, do you want to take two more orders? And it was it's like really like a stacked order on DoorDash, except a lot more money. Mm-hmm. And I had uh, I had my record. I, if you follow me on Instagram, and I think I put it on YouTube on the stories. I took a screenshot of I think the single longest delivery route I ever had. It was like twenty four, twenty five miles. Damn. Yeah, and I took it because I was down. I mean, if you don't know the Orlando area, so like I'm in Sanford, which is about twenty miles north of Orlando, which is this picture behind me. And I was down in Winter Park, which is mm, like halfway. Yeah, and um. I was at a store there and then they, they turned me an add on that was taking me back to, it was basically back to where I live, but like over on the West side of town, I live on the East side of town and I was like, hell yeah, I'll I'll take that. So crazy Cajun is here. Good morning, fellas. What's up? Crazy Cajun. I like putting you on my fries. (laughs) Did you have any crazy, interesting delivering experiences yet in Tampa or? Uh, delivered to the ghetto, that's for sure. Uh, it was a little, little scary, and I was like, oh, don't go to this area anymore. Yeah. Grub Wrap is here. Or Grub Warp. I keep thinking it says Grub Wrap. All right. Well, enough friendly banter. Let's get on with the news. All right. th- I can't believe the one-week Hannibal is out. The top story is all about New York. I've seen like 20 different articles about this this week, but we're going to go with the CNBC one. Yeah. New York City passes bills, bills plural, plural, offering protections to food delivery workers. Um, so lawmakers, and you know, I'm just going to read the, the bullet points. So here are some of the protections and the bills that delivery services will need to abide by. Drivers can set a maximum distance per trip they travel. Food delivery apps can't charge couriers for payment of their wages, and they have to pay delivery workers at least once a week. Drivers can choose not to accept trips over bridges or in tunnels. Apps need to provide the driver before a trip begins with a food pickup location, destination, estimated delivery, time, and distance. Delivery services can't charge drivers or couriers for insulated bags to deliver food. Food delivery apps, man, this is long. Food delivery apps can't solicit a tip unless they disclose how much is paid to the delivery worker and whether or not it's available immediately or paid in cash. Apps have to credit gratuities to workers and notify how much was added and if a customer removed the tip and why. Applications have to inform the delivery workers of the total compensation, including gratuities daily. Food delivery services need to add a provision in their contracts with restaurants that let couriers use bathrooms so the courier is picking up a delivery. All right, so that was a lot of stuff. That was a lot of stuff, actually. It, and that I was like just some the of bullet it. points. Yeah. That was the that was the one. I think I missed some of it. But that was the one that has the uh, uh, the app has to give the restaurant their information, right? Also. The customer's information? Yes. Or? No, that was a separate lawsuit. That's, di- that's yeah. a se- separate one? Yeah. Yeah, I liked the stuff that they said in that one, though. New York's uh yeah, I don't know. I like that all the transparency stuff though, and using the bathrooms has that been a problem before? Um, I would think like post COVID or well, and also New York is has the vaccine passport there. Although I think the Ooh. the rules of that was that if you're just going in to pick up or drop off an order, yeah, that you're supposed to be allowed to use a public restroom. But yeah. Actually, we talked about this uh, when I was interviewing Shannon on Wednesday. A, a lot of places, or and I was ju- interviewing John McCallion. A lot of places, like he's in Los Angeles, and a lot of places there um, don't let. Even though they have public bathrooms, it's like you got to buy something to use a bathroom, and then like yep. they have like a digit, four digit pin number on the bathroom. Yep. Like, so it's. I mean, it's mostly. 
I assume to keep homeless people out. Yep. But and also, I mean, New York City has a big problem with homeless as well. But, um, but yeah. But getting back to this story, this is, I don't know. I mean, some of like a lot of these changes are stuff that I would like, you know. And a lot of these changes are they're not even changes; they're just like codifying what's already there. Like, um, can't charge couriers for insulated. They don't. Well, except unless you go on the website like DoorDash Store dot Merch or whatever it is. Um, and buy them. Um, you have to inform the delivery worker the total compensation. See that that's interesting because that, that second to last bullet point: applications have to inform the delivery worker of the total compensation, including gratuities daily. And yeah. we all know DoorDash hides the tips. So I'm going to be curious if DoorDash is going to fight this because I mean we all know Para was you know spearheaded this a few months ago. Yep. And I mean. I'll be curious to see if other cities follow suit and like pass similar legislation. I can I see a few cities definitely passing it, like uh, Los Angeles, Portland, all like the Democratic-run cities. I think they will follow suit for sure. I bet, and I actually like all pretty much all that stuff too. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it does, and it can kind of set a trend for uh, DoorDash to kind of follow suit. I think. Yeah, I, I, and that, this is something that I've always said, is that a lot of these gig companies won't implement these changes no matter, and actually, which is a story we're going to get to in a little bit about, like, you know, so-called, well, they're not unions because they're not employees, but just organizations of gig workers who demand changes to the app and, like, they never get them. Yeah. I, I, I've always said, I'm like, I think the only way that a lot of these changes are going to get implemented is either through lawsuits or through legislation. I don't, they, unless like you can really radically change the consumer market, you know, unless like you, like boycotts don't really work anymore. They haven't worked since like the fifties, you know, like you just need like such huge, massive uh, participation from the, and strikes don't work either as far as gig strikes and stuff. Unless so. you go throw tomatoes at Tony Jew's house. <laughs> Which this yeah, can be, no, this can those be are probably all actors anyway. So oh no, they're for sure like definitely mm-hmm. fake. Uh, they they get paid to go and protest. Mm-hmm. That's that's definitely a thing. Mm-hmm. Like I've done it before. Yeah, I've se- I've seen that. Yeah. All right, so let's let's move on. I'll probably share the screen here. This is from theverge.com. Scammers allegedly earned one hundred ninety five thousand dollars referring fake drivers to delivery apps. Also, identity theft, bots, and GPS spoofing. Now, this isn't really a new story. This, like, as you can, the second paragraph here, the indictment was revealed on Friday and adds to wire fraud claims first reported in May. It accuses 14 people, all Brazilian nationals and most living in Massachusetts. I, I don't know why in Massachusetts, with identity theft against five unnamed companies. Prosecutors filed the wire fraud charges against 19 people total. 16 have been arrested. Wire fraud charges carry maximum sentence of 20 years in prison. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I mean, The Verge is like, you know, really in-depth reporting, so I'm not going to go over the whole thing right now. But um, I I had heard about this, like they said, revealed in May. I had heard about this for a while, and I was one of the first people to sound the alarm about bots. And in fact, I made a video about this over a year ago, and I said I was doing screenshots of me uh, in Facebook groups saying, hey, there's clearly bots here, and people – didn't believe it because I was saying that they were like Brazilians and Venezuelans and basically, you know, not Americans, either legal or unlegal. Bring your cat on. Yeah. Leo, every time I'm on here, he always wants to get in the camera, but he wants to say hi. Yeah. Everybody was like, Oh, you're just being a racist xenophobe dick. And I'm like, no, this is real. And now that the news is finally reporting it. So, I mean, I know you don't do Instacart, but have you had any other experience like with, bots or no nefarious um i don't think so i find that hard to believe like how do they get away with one hundred ninety-five thousand dollars? so yeah well i mean it's just like i guess you have to have a lot of accounts for one for them not to pick up on it mm-hmm. i don't know i don't understand technology stuff so this is uh i i don't know it's just all fake um, fake people, you know, not even real, 
Well, like real hackers, but fake accounts. Yeah. How much have you earned from referrals in total of all apps? Uh, surprisingly, not a lot. It it accounts for just like a pretty small fraction of my earnings, but I don't really push the referrals that much. And also, I find that the referrals are they set the standard. They set the bar so high is that most people can't get them. Like, like the the lift. You saw my my video like two weeks ago about you know I did lift for two weeks and I made two thousand dollars and like most of yeah. that was the guaranteed earnings. But you know I referred Tony Gig Mom, or she referred me. Sorry, so she got seven hundred dollars. But you know that was I had to do one hundred and twenty rides, and since I had already done rideshare, it wasn't too bad for me. But you know, somebody who had never done rideshare before, they would probably do it for like three days and quit, you know? Yeah. I, so I used to have my actual referral link in my description and I think I got like 25 referrals, <clears throat> but only I think two or three of them actually passed all of the stipulations needed for me to actually get paid for that. So in the end, I mm-hmm. think I made like, I don't know, it's like 500 bucks or something yeah. with, like hundreds of thousands of views on videos with that at the top of my description. And then someone was like, Hey, your driver, Mike just got deactivated for having this. And, uh, so now I have a different one that's through with the rideshare guy, but still haven't really made anything off of that yet. Those referrals are kind of fake, I think, which is why I kind of find this hard to believe, but. Well, they're definitely using bots, especially on Instacart to, and like I did again, I sound, sorry, sound like a broken record. I did a video about this over a year ago when I was taking that cybersecurity course, and I just had one of my cybersecurity professors on to explain how it works. If uh, Gary Middleton's watching, he can explain it too. But it's like they hack the API and they just go in there and they take the batches before they're even offered up into the queue. That's why. Yeah, what I, happens I, when a bot takes it though? Does it just never get delivered? No, I mean somebody's still takes the order and delivers it, but it's like, they're like totally rigging, totally cheating the system. Just, they're just skipping to the head of the line, basically. Cajun, crazy Cajun said, did anyone get a chance to complete the 20 deliveries in one day this weekend? I don't know what that's referring to. Was that a DoorDash challenge? 20 deliveries in one day? That'd probably be, well, I mean, if you're doing DoorDash Uber Eats, let's, it's definitely feasible, but I think that'd be a long day because you can usually only do about two deliveries an hour, maybe three if they're really short. That's yeah, I've it. done, I think I did 26 on Postmates one time and I only made like 120 bucks too. It was horrible. Uh, yeah. But I was just, because Postmates, they just keep adding on deliveries. I was like, all right, I need to make a bunch of money today. So I just did a bunch of them. This is when I first started too. So I had no strategy. Didn't mm-hmm. make any money really. Yeah, Postmates I think I drove for like terrible. 12 hours. <laughs> oh yeah. Alright, let's move on to the next story. This is about Instacart. This is from yeah, marketwatch.com. Instacart workers urge customers to delete the app over labor issues. And this is what I was referring to about that uh the first story. So a group of Instacart workers on Monday called on customers to delete the grocery delivery app, saying the soon-to-be public company will never do right by choppers. This is from Gig Workers Collective. Um these these crybabies have been whining and complaining for years Ooh, they have all these demands yeah they're all, only cry they're all these are these are like all bernie sanders type voters actually they, these are the people that think bernie sanders is kind of a milk toast centrist um mm. and whenever they ha- whenever one of these like cnbc or any of these companies does a story about gig workers especially instacart they always go to one of these gig worker collective um you know, spokespeople or like, I don't know if they're incorporated or what, or if they're, you know, just like a Facebook group at this point. But, um, so I thought that had a list of demands trying to find that. (laughs) They're like holding hostage. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, I, I should have grabbed a different story, but so basically a list of demands is they want to be paid. See, like we're paid by batch, and a batch can be upwards of three orders per batch. But they want it to be you're paid by order, not by batch. They want the set the default tip to ten percent instead of five percent. 
the unfair rating system that can deactivate shoppers for reasons beyond their control. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That definitely needs to be overhauled. Uh, Jen on the go has been, that's like, seems like all she makes videos about the last year or so. Um, and then they want occupational death benefits, which I don't get that either. What they should be calling for, it says right here, um, the company has made changes over the past several years to improve recognitions for its shoppers, which now number more than half a million. So the what Gig Workers Collective should be calling for, and I know they never will, is they should be calling for Instacart to cull the herd. There's no there's no reason we need five hundred thousand. That's a half a million shoppers. <laughs> they said yeah. we need like a hundred thousand tops. Sounds like a bunch of complaining BS to me. Yeah, these the, these people are fun to uh, dunk on. I was, you know, would you be interested? Maybe I'll have a, a a debate that I could moderate and have you versus one of these gig worker collective people. Bring it. Let's go. I'll debate anyone. Yeah, I saw you did a debate with uh, a pro-union dude. What was his It didn't end well for him. Uh, I don't even (laughs) remember. (laughs) All right, let's move on. Oh, we got our first uh, commercial break. So we're going to take a quick 30-second break. We'll be right back. Are you a DoorDash delivery driver? Would you like to be safer and less stressed while driving and earn more at the same time? The Driver's Utility Helper app allows you to do just that. Create custom filters and its automated system does the work for you, automatically declining unwanted low-paying requests and accepting more profitable requests so you can focus on driving. Visit acceptordecline.com to get started today. Yep. Uh, So I've been plugging uh, Driver's Utility Helper pretty much since this show started. So yeah, check out acceptordecline.com. The only downside is this app is only available on Android. Um, but yeah. for a full-time DoorDash driver, I uh, highly recommend. And there's a free version and a paid version. So uh, let's move on. Uh, this is from Wall Street Journal. Uber says its first adjusted profit possible this quarter. The ride-hailing giant would follow Lyft in reaching that milestone, which would come months earlier than Uber had projected. So sounds like good news. But once you kind of read the, uh, the fine print, uh, let me see. It could reach a measure of profitability, um, and it's a, it goes by the EBITDA or whatever it's called. Uh, I'm trying to find where it said that. Uber said that excluding interest, taxes, depreciation, and other costs, it is projecting adjusted results between a loss of $25 million and a profit of $25 million for the quarter that ends September 30th, according to securities filing. Previously expected to post a loss of under $100 million. So it's like, hey, we're losing less money. Uber also said it expects to post an adjusted profit in this year's fourth quarter. Shares of Uber jumped 11.5% to 44.36 on trading on Tuesday. Uber stock this year through Tuesday's close down is down uh, 13%. So um, it's otherwise kind of a boring stock market investment story. I don't know. Yeah. You, play, you, you, you invest a lot, right? Don't you? I don't play in the stock market anymore, but I do want to take a second to explain that to anyone who like doesn't understand why companies come out with losses and they're like, but they're making all this money. Like for, I do the exact same thing with my businesses. I technically own seven businesses and every year, if I open up a new business, I can put money into that business. It looks like I took a loss. So like my company who is like the overhead is off axis which mm-hmm. has other companies under it. Like let's say the footwear company, we want to invest a bunch of money into that one's going to come out negative, but the show is going to come out positive, but really it came out ne- like in total, it came out negative. So I didn't have to pay any taxes that year. That's what companies are doing. And they're going to basically show a minimum profit if possible. And they're going to continue to just buy more and more things and invest into themselves. Amazon was like huge on this. They would just, uh, they would just keep investing into themselves and they kept coming out negative. And it was like, how does the company make billions of dollars and still come out negative? But that's how, like they are purposely coming out negative. It's not that they're coming out negative, but they are just in reinvesting into themselves to take more market share. Yeah. Isn't that how Hollywood works too? Like when they make a movie, they create a separate, uh, corporation. And then like, they say like technically most movies don't actually make a profit. 
I, I forget how it works, but to, to wipe away the taxes. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I mean, that's why, that's why big corporations always throw Christmas parties. Cause at the end of the year, their CPAs tell them, okay, this is how much you guys are going to have to pay this year. So if we throw a $10 million party, you <laughs> don't have to pay those taxes. And yeah. uh, I, I've seen it firsthand when I worked for razor every couple of years, there'd be a really, really big party. You know, and then mm-hmm. they would pay taxes a little bit, a little bit, and then no taxes, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, it's like people think like corporations, like they just like have like a huge vault with like green, you know, green paper and, and gold coins like on ducktails. But they basically they don't hoard the money. They like reinvest it or, you know, have to they have to spend it somehow because like whatever profit you make is we to pay taxes on. So it's like. Yeah. yeah, you can make a lot of money, but you, if you spend it the same rate that you're making, you're fine. Yeah, in theory. Yeah, for right. sure. Let's move on. We got kind of a uh, bit of a darker, a darker story this Ooh. time. Let me. Is it more finance telling people to uh, <laughs> take all the delivery? Oh no, never yeah. mind. It looks like him on the right though. <laughs> Actually, it looks like Bill Burr. 30 years. <laughs> All right, this is from Newsweek.com. Massachusetts DoorDash driver arrested for writing slurs on sandwich wrapper for a gay couple. I don't know why. This is this video is about uh, a politician uh, campaign. It has nothing to do with DoorDash. Sorry. All right. So a Massachusetts DoorDash driver was arrested for allegedly harassing a gay couple by drawing homophobic slurs and images on their Subway sandwich wrapper. Uh, let's see. Local police were tipped off about Butchard's, Butchard's alleged crimes by a Snapchat video, which showed him arriving at Todd Herman and Steve James' home, allegedly drawing a penis and the words Todd plus Steve equal gay Fs on the sandwich paper before leaving it in their driveway. Uh, a female tipster who remains anonymous sent the video to, it's funny, to the sandwich police. Now you think, like, because it's from Subway, it's the sandwich police, like a joke, but it's actually a town in Massachusetts called Sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, it's kind of a funny uh, coincidence. I mean, there, there isn't really much else on here other than the fact that this happened, but this, this seems to be a trend. Remember a few months ago where that gang member, like, put his, dick in a cop's chipotle or something and then he was dumb enough to not only leave a note but to like film it and put on facebook (laughs) where are these idiot um doordash drivers coming from like i I don't get it do you i don't get it but we only see this from uh doordash and uh that's because they probably have the weakest policy on how they hire people you know like Mm -hmm. For example, Grubhub and Uber Eats won't hire me because I got a reckless driving ticket seven years ago. And if you actually look at the details of the ticket, it did not turn on a turn signal while I'm turning into a parking lot. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're pretty strict on how they hire people. And it seems like DoorDash is just hiring anyone. I mean, I got hired on DoorDash. I also got hired on Postmates. Not that I'm a, like, I have a clean background and everything other than that. But it seems like uh, all this stuff only comes from DoorDash, though. Like, how did they hire a Bloods gang member? Yeah, like, how did, like, and, but it's weird because, like, they pretty much all use Checker as the background check service. So, like, why does certain companies pick up on these things and others don't? It's like, they, you know, back in the days when I worked in IT and I was applying for new jobs, a lot of the companies, they would make you take, like, these stupid personality tests. And they're all, like, these situational tests, like, if you see money on the counter and nobody around, do you take it? You know, things like that. Or um, just like weird personality things to just see if you would fit in the environment. And it's like, maybe maybe Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats, maybe they need to start doing something like this. Be like, or I don't know, maybe it's just a coincidence and there's really no... Yeah, from a know. business standpoint, they do have to hire. So DoorDash takes up 50... It's fifty to fifty-five percent of the market, mm-hmm. and then all of the other ones together come up with the other forty-five. So DoorDash is literally hiring three times as many people. So they're they're taking all of the good drivers, especially like any good drivers on multiple platforms. So they have all the good drivers, but they're also they have to fill the other spots. You know, mm-hmm. take more orders. Crazy Cajun said, "How did the driver know the person he was delivering to was gay?" Um, I think that he knew these people 
offline. Unless they wrote, me and my boyfriend are hanging out uh-huh. here and come drop it off. I don't know. Maybe it's in the I think he was. I think he was a kid because it said uh, he lives with his parents. <laughs> What's this? Uh, I remember that one with the cop. He put a written note in the cop's Chipotle and recorded it. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty dumb. Although I think that was um, kind of like a suicide mission. Like he wanted, he, he needed to get back into the pen or something. They, they needed yeah. him back in there. <laughs> I don't even know. All right. Well, from we'll move on from the most outrageous story of the week to probably the most boring. I, I'm, I'm not even sure why I included this, but all right. But we got to follow it up with uh, more finances bullshit advice. Yeah. Ninth Circuit Nixes. Ninth Circuit Nix's Grubhub's bid to apply Prop 22 retroactively. So Grubhub must continue to defend a six-year-old lawsuit alleging it misclassified food delivery drivers under California's rigid worker status tests. The Ninth Circuit said Monday in denying the gig company's push to wield Prop Position 22 against one of its former drivers. Uh, the plaintiff attempt to revive claims on behalf of other workers failed. So this guy, he sued Grubhub in 2015 for classifying him as an independent contractor, a designation that made him ineligible for the wage and job benefits granted to employees. He lost at the trial, but they've so far he's taken it all the way to the Ninth Circuit and has won. So like, this theoretically could go to the Supreme Court. Um, so, I mean, we all know what's happening uh, in California the last few years with, you know, like the story right here is these idiot, you know, drivers, they want to become employees which even though they hate these companies with all their might and yet they want to become employees. So I, the person I hate the most, I want you to become my boss because <laughs> I think yeah. that the government is going to force them to give them all this, these benefits and uh, overtime pay and stuff like that. And it's like, no, like, and if I think would, I'm actually surprised the gig companies haven't been on board with AB five and ProAct and all this stuff, because they're just gonna be able to boss everybody around and be like, Hey, all right, well you got the, 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. shift in the hood. Oh, you don't yeah. like it? You're, you're fired then. <laughs> I don't know. If you listen to uh, Steve Johnson on the Rideshare Rodeo podcast, he's been really excellent about uh, about that. So I think uh, I think they need to read the four-hour work week, and there's a very good point in that book where they talk about 90% of your problems come from 10% of your customers. And I feel like California is Grubhub and Uber Eats and DoorDash is 10% 10% that causes 90% of their problems. Like just cut it off and let them go. Just, just let them sink their own ship. They're like, mm. they're owned by unions. The whole entire state is completely screwed. You like, that was the reason why I moved out because they, they implemented this bill to where if you hire someone more than three times a year, you have to pay them as a normal W2 employee rather than a 1099 contractor. And I was like, this literally makes it impossible for me to run my business because I hire people for corporate gigs three times a year, if not more, but I'm not going to pay them for 365 days. It doesn't make any sense. So that like screwed up the entertainment industry. And a lot of people just started moving their technical business addresses to like Nevada, Idaho. I was just like, I'm out of here. This place is getting way too crazy. Can't run a business. It's like literally, I believe it was the 50th ranked state in places to start a business. Mm-hmm. You grew up in California? Yep, my whole life. 26 years. Yeah, I mean, I can sympathize with you. I grew up in New York, and I moved to Florida six years ago, and I've been trying to convince my family to move to follow me down here, and they have all the excuses in the world. And ever since COVID hit, like... I'm like, what what other what other reasons do you need now? You know, we saw the they were wearing like it's funny, my parents and my sister visited me like in the spring. They're like, Oh my god, it's so nice to be able to go into a store without having to wear a mask. I'm like, Yeah, it's been like that for like a year here. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like it's free reign in Florida. Like I the only place I have to wear a mask is in our show, which is mm-hmm. extremely stupid. Like we're doing stuff where you can literally die at any moment and they want us to put a mask that like takes away 10% of your vision the most important part where you're looking down I was like what are we doing here so we just get on stage yeah, and then just like pull it down below our nose every day it's not like you're Cirque Soleil where you're in with the crowd like face to face you're like way far away like it, it, it's like it's like a sports game like you know like baseball players football players 
um, you know, they all get tested. And then, so like, if they're fine, there's no reason for a wear a mask while they're running around. And like, that's a, I know your show is inherently athletic. You know, you're doing a lot of, uh, I bet you're sweating and have to take a shower after everyone. Right. Uh, I would love to, but they don't have a shower there for us. So <laughs> fortunately we can't, but yeah, it's pretty stupid. And it's like, what are we doing here? The whole entire crowd yesterday, there was 1300 people in our audience. No one was wearing masks. We like have to wear masks to, on stage yeah. and we're tested every single week. What the hell are we doing here? Like yeah, who, what, what the, it doesn't make any sense. It's like, how dumb do you have to be to implement this kind of shit? Yeah. All right. We got, we, I, we got, I didn't remember what the story was, but we got way off track, but let's, let's keep going here. So this is from businessinsider.com. Uber is holding an all hands meeting this week. And the top question employees want to know is why the company is worth less than DoorDash. And they always use this picture of this guy. Um, so I'm just gonna read the bullet points here. Uber employees have asked management why the company is worth less than DoorDash. Former executive Emil Michael publicly chastised Uber's management for falling behind. The Uber East delivery business is now a distant second to DoorDash in the U.S. Uh, and I mean that's pretty much it. I mean, if you saw the headline, if you saw the bullet points, you know. Um, and well, then it goes on about the you know the, all the the technical investment. I mean, which we covered a few stories ago about Uber almost is profitable. So I don't know, Tanner, you're smarter than me. Why do you think uh, DoorDash is worth more than Uber? Uh, for one, the name. So you can look to like the, if you look into MMA, UFC ultimate fighting championship, significantly better name than any other organization. Like the other the next biggest one is Bellator. So the name DoorDash is already super catchy and it can go to any platform or any vertical it can go you can go buy computers for people you can you can buy groceries you can buy anything so it's very diverse and they're just open to making more the reason why grubhub failed was because they stuck to grub and they didn't want to venture out from grubhub or from grub right just food only that's what we're going to be and they used to hold 50% of the market share back in 2018 and now they're down to 14 which is just below Uber Eats and Uber Eats, the name Eats kind of limits them to like what they can really deliver. Mm-hmm. So DoorDash just has a gigantic master plan. It's kind of like eBay versus Amazon back in the day, you know, Amazon's just like, it w- if it was called Amazon bookstore or something like that, then mm-hmm. yeah, they'd be screwed, but it's just Amazon. Now they're selling literally anything. So DoorDash is on its way to becoming that. Yeah. Here's a chart on that article. So, uh, you know, about, you can Uber is the purple line on the top here, and you can see that it's been coming down since uh, July. Is that this? Oh, that is that this year or I think wait it's this year? What's the bottom one? DoorDash. Yeah, this is DoorDash. All right, so this is this is just this year. That's so Uber, from, not just Uber Eats too. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the, the ride sharing and the freight and you know the food delivery and whatever other flying taxis or whatever else doordash can deliver people too like they're that name doesn't limit them to not be able to uh deliver people like you can yeah do that, so. I, i've always sure been surprised remember a few months ago or actually i think it was a few weeks ago uh there was a news story that doordash considered or tried to buy instacart and it just didn't work out for whatever reason i always say and i was talking about this with steve johnson i said why doesn't DoorDash buy Lyft? Like Lyft is like so limiting themselves by just doing rideshare, and like DoorDash sure. definitely has the delivery market, and they could combine them, and like you could just drop Lyft because DoorDash could be. Although that would be weird to say is like I need to call a DoorDash driver to come pick me up, or like your friends would be like, "What you getting pizza on the way or something?" Yeah, that's true. They could buy out Lyft or something, but uh, yeah. or merge or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Well, let us guy. Guys, let us know what you think. Why is DoorDash worth more than Uber? My my guess would just be that Uber took on like so much debt. You know, like I said, they they invested in like flying cars and autonomous cars and what other other stupid thing. All these projects that just went nowhere, and they they sold most of that off. So like they're finally just getting their debt down. Plus Uber, it, well, actually both companies are public now, but I think just Uber was so much more bloated compared to um, to DoorDash. So, yeah. speaking of which, next story is related to um, food delivery. This is a local story, and it's actually from St. Louis. I can't believe they didn't interview Pedro. 
Uh, dangerous deliveries. Insurance policies leave food runners and fellow drivers with the bill. Now, this is... I, I, I'm kind of debating whether to play the video. It's about like three minutes or so. No, let's not play it. Wait, read that title again. Go up. Dangerous insurance. deliveries. Insurance mm-hmm. policies leave food runners and fellow drivers with the bill. That's a thing in restaurants, though. If someone, mm-hmm. if someone leaves, a mm-hmm. lot of restaurants will uh, put that bill on the the waiter. I remember back when I used to work at BJ's when I was like 18, 19, uh, mm-hmm. if someone literally like walked out, the the waiter would have to cover that bill. Yeah. Well, that's not, that's not the point. It's about um, people who do food delivery apps like Uber Eats, Grubhub, DoorDash. They don't realize that they need commercial insurance. And if you get into a crash while you're doing um, Oh, doing delivery, that's what it's about. Yeah. yeah. I, did a, I just did a video on this too. Mm-hmm. Thousands um, of people what... signed up to deliver meals with Grubhub or DoorDash as a way to make extra cash. What many of them may not know is that their side hustle could end up costing them a lot more than they'll actually make. The iTeam's BJ Rendawa finds critical gaps in some of those companies' insurance coverage, which could leave drivers holding the bag with a big repair bill. If you crave it. What do I crave? Barbecue. I'm hamburger and fries. Baked cheeseburger. With just a few clicks or swipes, you can get it delivered right to your door. Every once in a while, I use DoorDash. But the true cost of that burger or burrito could be higher than you expect. When their driver was leaving, they heard a bang. That bang was a DoorDash driver hitting Calvin Horning's car. We filed a claim with DoorDash, and they replied since he had already completed his delivery that they would not be taking responsibility for it. Did you ever find the name of the driver? He does not have insurance on his car. Here's what the I-Team learned. In Illinois and Missouri, businesses aren't required to provide any insurance for their delivery drivers. The two biggest delivery companies, DoorDash and Grubhub, do require their drivers to have proper insurance, but don't ask to see proof. And delivery drivers can't count. All right. I mean, it goes on, but you got the gist of it, you know. Yeah. You need, if you're doing Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats, even if you're doing Uber or Lyft, you need some kind of commercial. I mean, you don't have to have like a commercial policy like you're, have like a plumbing company or something like that where you have a truck or a van. Like I have a rider or an addendum or whatever you call it on my progressive policy that it just says ride share but it counts food delivery as well. And there's so many people that are, they think they're never going to get into an accident, even just a little fender bender, which happened to me back in March. I was in a fender bender, still cost three or four grand to get fixed. And my car was in the shop for like 10 days. So um, if you don't have uh, some kind of commercial insurance, you're, you're just playing with fire. Yeah. uh, That's basically what this story, and it like, it goes on and, uh, you know, people are just saying, well, the, 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 the restaurant, like if you, if you work directly for Papa John's or pizza or something like that, like they should pay for your car insurance, but they don't. Yeah. So I, I just did a video on this and it's, it's very misleading that they say that they're going to cover you on their website because they're not covering you yourself. They're cover They're not covering your car. They're covering who you hit. If you're, in the middle of a delivery. If you're not, then they're not covering you at all. And then you are screwed because you, if you say that you were delivering or something and then you don't have a commercial policy. See, I think it's a, it's a very weird industry because people can basically start a business with zero knowledge. You don't need a business license. You don't need anything. You don't even need to have ever read a business book or know anything about it. And all of a sudden you have your own business and people don't understand all the little things like insurances and stuff. Like when I put on shows, I have to have my acrobats insured, but if they get hurt, that insurance doesn't actually cover them. It only covers the person that they hit in the audience. So if someone goes flying into the audience and breaks someone's arm in the audience, Mm -hmm. then that insurance will cover it. And that never happens. Right? So these like liability insurances don't even actually cover anything that the company gives you, but they must insure you if they're hiring an independent contractor who's working but the stipulation or stipulation of that is that it only covers them if they're in the middle of the delivery like for example if someone hit a crowd member outside of our show while they weren't actually performing on stage then they're not covered same thing if someone yeah. delivers food then all of a sudden they're not covered if it, yeah there, the food there's is a 
there's three three phases. It's like phase one is when you're you you're like parked or driving around. You have no orders. Phase two is when you get an order or a ride and you're on your way to pick it up, but they're they're not actually in the car yet. And then phase three is when you've picked up either the rider or the food or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And it's only phase three is like when you're covered. It's like those yeah. those two other phases, which account for like probably more than two thirds of your time. Um, that's that's on you. So yeah, um, and you aren't covered. The person yeah. you hit is covered. Yeah. So I mean, the moral unless you have a commercial policy of some sort. Which yeah. a lot of people don't get because they just think it's never going to happen to them, or they think that just their regular personal rideshare uh, or personal auto policy is going to cover them, and it and it doesn't. So, yeah. Yep. All right, we got one more commercial, and then we can move on to the fun stuff. So this Talk is a, shit on uh, more finance. Yeah. This is for uh, Mike Delivers. This is a, a podcast I listen to. Um, hopefully, I'm going to be a guest on there. Uh, check this. Check this podcast out. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Mike Biseglia from the Mike Delivers Podcast. Check me out on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm an Uber Eats delivery driver, and what I do is I talk about my stories from the road, picking up food, dropping it off, guys coming out in their underwear, people coming out in their shower robe. If you're a gig economy driver, you know what it's been like. You know the deal. You know how it is out there on the road. So I love to give my stories and my perspective. Check it on out. It's the Mike Delivers Podcast. Get it wherever pods are found. All right, yeah. Check out uh, Mike Delivers podcast. Link in the description below. Uh, I I do want to get to what you were talking about, but let's knock out these four <laughs> our four funny stories of the week uh, first. So this this one was making the rounds. Another uh, viral TikTok video. This is although it's actually out of the UK, so it's uh, a, I, and I have a video of this. The uh, it's a TikTok of a McDonald's in the UK where there's like thirty. McDonald's bags unpicked up just all sitting on the counter. It's only like 17 seconds. This is what happens when you take 45 minutes to make one order and no drivers want to collect. This is... (laughs) Well, that's why DoorDash has so many damn drivers. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when, and this is weird because it's in the UK. And I don't know how their tipping system works compared to ours, but you know, this is what happens when cheapskate people who live in Section Eight housing use DoorDash and don't tip. You ain't gonna get your food. Yeah, you know, and, that, and it's I, I don't know. I mean, at what point is the like? I mean, you're familiar with the term loss leader. Yeah. At what point is a loss leader no longer a leader where it's just a loss? Like it seems like they're going straight to loss now. I don't even understand why you can offer someone a job for two dollars and fifty cents. It doesn't make any sense. Like it should mm-hmm. be plain and simple, like, dude, you can't let someone tr- deliver this. Like you can't take advantage of idiots for this long. Hey, Kim is here. What's up? What's up, Kim? Mm-hmm. Inside money plans. She a gig tuber? Yeah, I've had her on the show. Oh, cool. She's in uh, New Jersey. Oh. She actually does really well there, especially really? to hear. Yeah. All right, so we got we got three more. Let me let me go through these real quick. This is uh from Mashed. Chick Fil A fans are trying to make sense of absurdly small order, and it's a Uber Eats delivery <laughs> for. Just a small iced coffee, and that's pretty much it. There isn't really much else to say. Although I think I can explain it. It's probably a re-delivery. It's probably somebody who, for, like the last driver, forgot it. And the at like if you forget an item, this has happened to me where uh, the the app will pay you to com- finish the last person's delivery because they forgot something. Mm, yeah. Yeah, that could be a thing. Otherwise, I do know I have delivered many times just one Starbucks drink or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I w- Although, actually, I don't know why you would I, order iced coffee from Chick Fil A though. I've never had it. Uh, yeah, I would imagine it probably isn't the greatest. But I did have a drunk roommate order a chaser, and he just ordered a medium Coke from McDonald's one time. I was like, <laughs> dude, did you just Postmates a Coke? He's like, yeah, I needed a chaser. I was like. <laughs> it's gonna take 45 minutes to get to you yeah yeah all right 
Let's move on. This one, this one's kind of funny. Uber CEO spotted riding subway, sparking wave of jokes. So this was just a tweet that went viral. It's a picture of Dara on the subway in New York with a mask on. Um, and, and you can just write your own punchline here, folks. Um, I guess the most obvious one is Uber is so expensive that not even the CEO is willing to take it. Mm. Or the, the Uber is so dangerous, not even the, the CEO is willing to gamble on it. <laughs> It's it's kind of true though. Like, it, if if you're taking that many amounts of Ubers, like if you're just doing it every single day, what is it? Probably ten percent of Uber drivers are uh, new and probably reckless. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people get hired just because they have no tickets on their record, you know, not because they have a stunning background or anything. It's just because they don't have anything yet, but they just haven't been caught yet and uh, just speeding around probably, and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're putting your life. I don't like putting my life in other people's hands. I am very like if we're driving somewhere, I always drive. I have never crashed. Nothing. So I ever like take a, 100%. You ever take Uber or Lyft? Never, unless I am traveling. That yeah, then I would take it. Like to or from the airport, uh, or well, I live like right next to the Vegas airport, so I mm. and. When I lived in Los Angeles, I lived so far away from the airport that I would never do that. So, no, the only, t- yeah, I, uh, like, never take it, really. <laughs> um, yeah, I can't even get on to uh, Lyft because I had this guy pretend to pick me up, and then they wanted me to pay this, like, $60 bill, and I was like, dude, the guy never picked me up. And they're like, well, it shows that he picked you up. And I was like, he never picked me up. They like literally left me stranded in Canada. And I was like, I'm not paying this. <laughs> so now I can't That's use like... Lyft anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then Uber freaking banned me for like five days because I took two rides without, and I didn't have a mask on. And I was like, hmm. dude, I'm in Texas. Was that recently? Yeah, that was like three months ago. You must have just been driving through, huh? No, I actually visited Dallas for like a week. I was considering moving to Texas. Yeah. I mean, I imagine it's pretty similar to Nevada. Just dry heat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely Although it similar. actually gets cold in Texas in the winter. Yeah. It, it gets to about 35 in Vegas, sometimes a little bit lower, and it does snow sometimes. Like, there is snow, but you have to drive to it. But we have mountains everywhere in Vegas. In Texas, it's nothing. It's just flat. Yeah, I've been there. All right, let's do our last story. This actually, we'll end on a on a heartwarming story. All right, and then we got to talk shit yeah. on more. Yep, Utah community <laughs> surprises eighty nine year old pizza delivery man with a twelve thousand dollar tip. Um, I'm not going to play the video; it's really long, but it's just eighty nine year old Derlin Newey is a pizza delivery driver in Utah. That's funny. The next, our next thing's about Utah. Eighty nine, the man is kind, friendly, just trying to make ends meet. It, this is hilarious. They spelled meat wrong. M e a t. It's M e e t. By delivering pizza and smiles to customers, worked about thirty hours a week. Had no idea that one delivery changes life. So he he did delivery to TikTok stars, and they caught it on their Ring doorbell, mm. and then they shared it on social media, and they started a uh, like a GoFundMe for this guy just to see because they wanted to give him a tip. And said in the first day, it earned about nine hundred, and they kept kept rolling, and it got to twelve thousand dollars. Most people were only donating a dollar to five dollars, a few ten to fifteen dollars. Thousands of people donated, and then the, they ordered pizza, and he delivered it again. And they gave it to him, but uh, that's a long video. I'm not going to play it. So it's um, pretty cool. If you if you got a twelve thousand dollar tip, what would you do with the money? I would first thing I would do is I would put if it was right now, I would put two thousand dollars into XRP coin because it's low right now. Then I would take the other $10,000 and I would buy more shoes with it. So that's Uh what I would do. I would probably like, I, I, I owe about 15 grand for that cybersecurity course I took last year. So I'd probably put it all towards that. Or Mm -hmm. I would buy like a quarter of a Bitcoin. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like, Bitcoin, I like other coins like uh, XRP. I'm all about XRP. Yeah, but it's if nobody's a ton of money so far, if nobody's using it, is it really? How good oh, people are using it? it. 
You can use it for like, especially sports bets now. Like I used mm-hmm. it to make a sports bet on that Jake Paul fight, mm-hmm. which I finally got my money back from this company. Sports betting is such a scam. Like I put in $200. I bet it on Jake Paul to win by decision, which was like, it was like a, I like, I made eight times the amount of money, like 1600 bucks basically. But they told me I couldn't cash out until I continued to bet 1600 more dollars. I was like, what is this tiny <laughs> print shit? Anyways. All right. Well, we'll get to who you want to talk about. More finance. Let's talk. He's catching about- up on, on me on subscribers, 11.7 thousand. So which video was the one you were talking about? Um, the one before Vegas, why you should stop declining so many orders. So I just want to, I do like the effort this guy puts into his videos. He is like a gigantic wannabe Graham Stephan, but so many people said, like they commented on my video, like this guy's such a scammer and like, (laughs) he's like, he horrible advice. Don't, don't like give him shout outs and let him get to, uh, I guess he's almost at a thousand subscribers on his reacting channel. They're like, don't let him, uh, don't, uh, advertise on his channel, get monetization. I was like, why would you, for one, why would you not want someone to be able to make a living off something they're doing? But for two, why are you dumbasses listening to a 21 year old tell you about finances? Like if a 21 was 21 year old was trying to give me financial advice, I'd be like, dude, fuck off. Like, you got to be kidding me if you're going to try to give me financial advice. There's enough that you can, like, read on the internet to know, like, the numbers and do, like, a math breakdown. But, like, to actually know how all the balls are rolling and everything, it just – it's not going to work. Like, he has very, very little life experience to try to t- – most DoorDash drivers no, – I, I would say he's probably financially a little bit more intelligent than most DoorDash drivers because most DoorDash drivers get on to – these jobs and uh, don't treat them right. Like I would say the people that like watch our channels are probably the, the icing on the cake. You know, they're just like the tip of the iceberg, the people who are actually looking for uh, more strategies and ways to do it correctly. But the vast majority of DoorDash drivers just get on there because they can't get a better job. And then they treat it as like a W2 employee job and they don't take advantage of it. They don't use capitalism to like, Mm -hmm use it and really take advantage of it. So, Well, the vast majority of DoorDash drivers are people that only do it 10 hours a week or less. So they're just doing it part-time, like on the weekends probably. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with you is that this is what is known as the Dunning-Kruger Kruger effect. You've heard of that? It's like people who, when they learn about a new topic or a new subject, they suddenly feel like they're experts. So it's like, the it's like the less you know or the less you know the more confident you are and it's actually people who are experts in a certain field are like less confident about it because like they're constantly learning new things they're like oh i like i know more now than i knew like a few years ago or whatever but um like they're not people that go out there and like you know tell you how everything is like regardless of the the subject or topic or whatever but um yeah, anybody who saw or listened to last week's show, I said I reached out to a certain A-list gig tuber, and he wrote me back, and he said, okay, just give me a date and time, and I wrote him, or I told him, give me a date and time when you want to be on the show, and I haven't heard back from him yet, and that was more finance. So, Blake, if you're watching, and you still want to be on my show, let me know, because I've, I've emailed him, and he hasn't written back. So, at what po- I don't know if he's ghosting me, or if he's like legit so busy, they just can't return an email. Um, but, I gotta uh, say, like he was driving. I watched his next video, the mm-hmm. the Vegas one. After I, because uh, it popped up in my feed, I was like, oh, it was in Vegas. Like that's my hometown, and uh, that's actually where I got the idea for the gay strip club that I put in the video, where I was <laughs> saying <laughs> more uses gay dance music in his videos, and I played this video of these this guy that kind of looked like him stripping on stage. <laughs> um. But yeah, he's like driving a Mercedes. So I'm like, what's going on here? Do you? I think, uh, I think it's pretty clear that he comes from money. I think yeah. his, his parents are probably pretty well off, and he's never he's never like had to like work McDonald's or some yeah. crappy W two part time job. Yeah, I also know like a billionaire. Her dad created Snoopy. Her name is Jill Schultz. 
Uh, her dad is Charles Schultz, the creator of Snoopy that drew him and everything. So she was the person I like performed for, for over 10 years. And if you ever tried to take financial advice from any super rich person like that, like they've never really had to like, I'm not saying, uh, Blake is that rich, but when you do come from money, it's hard to take financial advice from someone who's always had a cushion to, you know, sleep on just in case they fail then they're always going to have like something to go back to. But like for my case, like my, I grew up really broke. My parents did not have a lot of money at all. And like, I didn't, I had to, like, it was like, you're forced to literally learn how everything works. And I just feel like anytime that you've actually worked for what you have, you're, you're always going to have a better, a, a more open lens towards everything than like, I feel like Blake is looking at everything through a very tiny lens, like very, very small lens. If he's telling people to take more orders, like, I don't know. That's a pretty, if you look at the broad, yeah, sure. Maybe it advances your DoorDash orders, but you're not <laughs> thinking about all of the other like things that are bringing down your costs and like, what kind of car are you driving? You're not driving that Mercedes around. I'm sure. I'm sure that was your parents' car. But there's just so many things that are going to be bringing your bills up while you're just driving around constantly taking two dollar and fifty cent orders. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's like looking like, oh my, just, I'm going to make more money on DoorDash. But that's why I never made more than seventy dollars on DoorDash. My thing was make seventy dollars just enough to get by, and then focus on other ways to make money that don't have this escalator going the opposite direction, bringing I me down. I haven't watched those videos yet. Uh, the only thing I can think of is that he might be taking a page from UDM's playbook because UDM did a video about this a while ago, and he said, um, "If you're declining everything, you, every once in a while you want to take something to because it it seems to be the DoorDash algorithm rewards active time. Yeah, they so do. like yeah, so like if you're just declining everything and like you go a long, long time without even an offer uh, or doing an order." Like you maybe once in a while want to take some lowball order just to tell the algorithm that you're still ready, willing, and able to work. So mm-hmm. uh, is was that his point? Was he talking about? Yeah, basically he was saying he did. Uh, it, it didn't make any sense, and like the guy clearly doesn't have the greatest strategies on driving because his cherry picking orders he made less money per mile, which doesn't make any sense. He, and then he went on to say he, he spent all this time just driving around. I'm like, well, there's your problem. You don't drive around between orders. You're just putting like, he's not seeing the escalator that's going the opposite direction. You know, he doesn't see all the wear and tear coming on the cars because he's so young. He probably didn't even buy his own car. So he's probably not paying for the bills that come in, the tires that you have to pay for and all the stuff. And then at the end of the day, when you do all this driving, you're going to be hit with a fat tire bill, or maybe you got to get an oil change or something small, but those things come up more frequently when you're putting more miles on your car. And he's just not looking at the big picture. He's like, Oh look, more money. Mm-hmm. I, clearly not his car though. I bet. Uh, yeah. I mean, if he was, it was probably a rental in, if he's in Vegas. Delivering with Ellen. Who are we talking about? Uh, more finance. So hey, this Ellen. Is why, this is why everybody, you got to watch the show at the beginning. You can't just drop in at the end here. I saw her comment mm-hmm. at the beginning, actually. Mm-hmm. More finance. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, why would you take advice from a kid yeah. who's a decade younger than you? Well, I, I I'm wondering how much of what he his content is, is like deliberate clickbait and how much is like he thinks he's like legitimately helping people because I think I think he's kind of following the clickbait example led by paid to drive. Um I paid although paid to drive I think is more the rage bait king. I mean he's rage bait and clickbait. He's green pilled. Whatever gets him the clicks. Um but uh I mean paid to drive has been he started out as a lot of channels do, uh tips and tricks mm-hmm. and then kind of got into if you make a very a vague title like this will and uh, Tanner you're guilty of this too your thumbnails all say this new law will blah 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 or just some kind of vague uh threat is going to make everything worse you know without actually saying DoorDash yeah then people have to click on the video and watch it and then so 
like that having a vague threat or something or i mean and then you also have like um like the bentley coupons in it from a few months ago he never actually said straight up you should take two or three dollar orders but i mean bentley will just not criticize doordash and it's funny because more seems to be in one video he's kind of like dr jekyll most of hard like one video it's how much doordash is awful and the other video is you can make ten thousand dollars a week doing doordash or you can become yeah. a millionaire as a doordash driver yeah <laughs> so, i don't know day. yeah i told Thanks. everybody we would be done in time for the nfl kickoff at one so uh, sweet i gotta this seems like a good place yeah you want to uh plug plug your uh show yeah, go uh, check out my channel, Tanner Markley. We're going to be talking hella shit on some people soon because people <laughs> click on the shit-talking videos. Uh, yeah, they do. So I'm just going to turn into the guy that just uh, makes fun of people. Okay. You should do a call. <laughs> you should chart a separate channel called More Finance Reacts Reacts or <laughs> Reacting to More Finance Reacting. Or something. Uh, I don't have time to start another YouTube channel. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, thanks to everybody who, who watched. Remember to download the audio podcast if you don't want to watch all the way to the end. You can just download, listen on audio at 2x speed, whatever you want. And uh, I'm also on uh, Twitter, and I post all the links to news stories I find interesting, usually while I'm eating breakfast in the morning or at lunch. So check that out. So, yeah, and be sure to follow Tanner if you're not already. Link's in the description below. So thanks to Tanner for uh, being on the show, and hopefully we will meet up in person uh, since yeah, you live two an hour, hour from me. So. No, it's like two hours. All right, well, instead of doing DoorDash nothing today, on I-4s. two hours to drive yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Free yeah. tickets. We'll have to, uh, tickets. Yeah, if anyone is in uh, Florida, too, and they want to come see the show, mm-hmm. should Bush all Garden come on the same Tampa. day. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, I was up me, Tony, Pavel, uh, who else is in Florida? Yeah, come next come week. Come see Marley D. Yeah. All right, thanks, everybody, for watching, and I will see you on Wednesday. Peace, guys.